mask. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good morning, church. It's such a joy to be able to come back to speak to you again. Uh, we've been on a pretty long holiday. I've been, we've been away for uh, almost a month. And uh, we went to New South Wales, the safe place, <laughs> and uh, managed to escape just in time uh, to Queensland. Because my son-in-law one morning woke up and said, Everybody, let's pack now. We have to go. <laughs> and, and so we dashed 11 hours into the Gold Coast and uh, made it just in time. And thank God that we are from Darling Point, not the northern beaches. And so because of that, the hotel allowed us to stay. And the guard came out, actually, when we first arrived, uh, because our car shows New South Wales plates. So he came and said, where are you from, you know? And checked his list and, and asked. And at that point, Darling Point was safe. And, but a day later, they declared the whole of Sydney <coughs> hotspot. So thank God we made it just in time. And then... Uh, we, we stayed there. During that whole time, we are like watching and, and making sure that we can come back. And then my, my daughter booked us a flight back. And the only flight, direct flight available uh, was on business class from Brisbane back. And it was just before the lockdown <laughs> again. Praise God. And, you know, I, I, I don't have to do testing because we came just before that date. And so God's good, you know, it says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow. Indeed, you know, God's goodness and mercy followed us all the way to Marimbula, to, uh, to Sydney, to the Gold Coast. And we had a wonderful time with my daughter and son-in-law and his family over there. Let me just pray before I share God's word. Um, I believe that uh, this message today will be a blessing to many and will help us to be liberated on the inside of us, which is what we call true freedom. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy that follows us all the days of our lives. And we thank you that you work all things for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you to our midst to inspire our hearts, to speak to us so that we can be liberated on the inside. Lord, that we do not look for the outward freedom, but we look for the, in, the inner freedom that you have provided for us. Something that's so precious that money can't buy. But it's available to us here today through the Holy Spirit. So speak to us and cover us with your presence here and blood in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to uh, speak to you today about freedom. That's what uh, the topic is for this month. And uh, my next slide. So... Um, Yep. You know, in the world today, as you watch TV and you read the social media, you will notice that there are some concerning or uh, worrying trends that are impinging on our freedoms. Our freedoms are being taken away bit by bit, you will realize, by governments that are becoming like police states, you know, taking uh, real strong measures, becoming even tyrannical to take away the individual freedoms that we have, uh, even taking over the rights of parents, like with uh, the recent conversion bill that uh, Pastor Chris talked about last week. And that's why the churches are fighting against that because it's really taking, uh, governments are taking over the authority of parents as to how they should speak to their children uh, and how they should, they can't even pray for their children. 
And, and so this, these things are terrible with the introduction of artificial intelligence to monitor people, cameras everywhere. I, I heard that in China, for people in the apartment to throw rubbish uh, in the central rubbish bin, there's a camera with face recognition. And, and if they don't recognize, the bin won't open. All right? So... They, they, they have to recognize your face, then you can throw your rubbish. So there's cameras, there's controls, more and more and more with uh, all this uh, technology. Sometimes we think that technology is such a blessing, but it's also a means by which people can be controlled. And there's all this political correctness. Uh, people are afraid to speak out nowadays. So more and more you see that our freedoms um, are, are being curbed and, and really this is leading us towards uh, the anti time of the Antichrist as the Bible says in Revelations that uh, the day will come when all of us will be challenged to take the mark of the beast uh, with the print on the hand and, and on the forehead uh, in order to buy and sell, in order to even survive. And so this is an indication that we are heading towards that. But uh, don't, don't be afraid because I believe that God will provide us that freedom. And um, personally, I, I believe that uh, Jesus will come and save us somehow before uh, the Antichrist comes, all right? And, and people are losing control and getting more addicted. They, their personal freedoms are being taken away subtly without us realizing by the phone. And, and people, you know, the research has shown that people nowadays are getting traumatized when they don't have their phones with them. Just the other day, I came to, I rushed to work. On, on Friday, and I forgot my phone, and I'm I'm a bit stressed, you know. <laughs> Am I missing a call? Or miss, missing the message, and and all of that, you know. It's our freedom is being robbed by our phones, and and by the computer games that we 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 can't live without computer games, right? That's addiction. And of course, food even <laughs> is, is robbing us. With, without my chakwee tiao, I'm, I'm stressed, you know. Without your favorite food and, and all of that. And drugs, of course, takes away our freedom because we're so reliant on all these drugs. America, where my daughter lives, is a real drugged up country. And, and uh, maybe... It's good or not so good, I'm not sure, that she's a pharmacist. <laughs> and she tells me, tells us that uh, kids from as young as a few years old are already drugged up. So if they are a little bit too active, uh, hyperactive at home, they, they see the doctor and what the doctor does is just prescribe drugs, just to calm them down. And that's why the drug business the big farmers are so wealthy in America because everybody is on drugs. And, and so people are feeling more and more trapped. There's increase in mental stress, grief, uh, fear, increase in fear and depression and, you know, mental disease is on the increase and suicides as well is on the increase. All because our freedoms are being taken away. People are getting more and more trapped and enslaved by these things that are happening to this world. Can we have the next? Uh, if I could just indicate. Yep. So real freedom, let me just give you some quotes on freedom. Real freedom is having nothing. By Mike Tyson, he says, I was freer when I didn't have a cent. And, you know, recently, my, my car, by the way, is stuck in Sydney because I went in my daughter's car to Queensland. And so, in the meantime, I'm using her old junk, her old car, 
and it's actually written off because the the uh, hailstones destroyed it, and but it still runs very well. Uh, it's perfect actually, but uh, it, it's written off. She's been paid the full sum of money, uh, so I don't care wherever how I bang the car or, you know, I, I drive and park. People open the door, hit it, doesn't matter. And, and so I feel more free driving her old junk than with my precious car. With my precious car, I'm so careful, especially when it was new. You know, you're polishing it every day. You're looking at this and that. You, you are so restricted. So I, I, can, I can understand what, where Mike Tyson comes from that the more you have, actually the more cumbered and burdened you are. What's real freedom? Real freedom, this is by Joyce Meyer, is, not, is being able to not have my way and still just as happy as if I did. Many a, a times we just want my way, my way or no way. And, and husband and wives, you know, they quarrel because each one wants their way. But if you are not able to have your way and still be happy, that's real freedom. And another one says, this is anonymous, I love free speech. I also love ignore, mute, and block. Nothing lasts. This is by Sir Charlie Chaplin, who was the great comedian in the early 1900s when there was black and white movie. He, he was great. I know many of you haven't seen that because you're too young. And nothing lasts forever in this world, even our problems. A day without laughing is a day wasted. There's so much doom and gloom in the atmosphere these days. It's time for us to do some laughing, all right? Some joy. So we see uh, in the next slide that... Uh, so what is there to laugh or rejoice about in these days. Maybe the guy is laughing at her teeth, you know, I don't, I don't know. But these uh, Africans, they have beautiful teeth, don't they? All right? Even though, though they don't use Colgate, but they, they still somehow, it's their diet maybe, or, you know, DNA, they have beautiful teeth. So, next slide, we see, because, uh, if, if we can... Uh, be on the ball, thanks. Because we have a true freedom, no one can steal. You know, here we see Braveheart, Mel Gibson, uh, fighting for freedom for Scotland. And, and because they, they were under the oppression of the British, he, he, they, he was fighting for freedom on the outside. But true freedom is on the inside. We have this freedom that nobody can steal, and so we have the... What does freedom mean to you? If I mention the word freedom, what first comes to your mind? Anyone? Someone? What, what comes to your mind first? Roger, what, 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 what do you think of? Huh? No worries. What else? God be. What else? Huh? To worship. Anyone else? Any ideas? To be? And what? To be free. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here, here are some thoughts. All right. Well, some people might think furniture brand. Freedom. No rules. We can do anything we like. Oh, freedom is be able to do anything I want. Eat 10 donuts, you know. Uh, do whatever. Play computer games 24-7. Uh, release from lockdown is freedom. No one controlling or ruling over us. I just can't. The kids are, are thinking... I wish, wait till I get to be 18 or 21, then I can move out from the control of mom and dad. 
That's real freedom. Uh, free from fear, sickness, uh, addiction, and bondage are just some thoughts that you may have when we think of freedom. But the next slide will show you that we have the good news. All right, This is uh, what true freedom is. Romans 8, 1-2 says, There is therefore now no condemnation or no uh, judgment or damnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free, made you free from the law of sin and death. Whether you like it or not, there are two laws that are operating in this world. Of course, there are many physical laws like law of gravity, law of uh, thermodynamics and aerodynamics law, many physics laws. My wife uh, was a phys physician, physics, not physician, but <laughs> physicist, physicist before. And uh, so she knows of many laws in the physical, but there are actually two, only two spiritual laws operating in this world and in your life. You are either walking under the law of sin and death that's operating in you or the law of the spirit of life. And I'm going to focus more on this, all right? So the next slide shows in Luke 4, 18, that uh, the Holy Spirit, this verse shows us that the Holy Spirit has anointed Jesus and God sent Jesus to the earth for one specific purpose, is to set us free. The, in Luke 4, 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, this is upon Jesus, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news, so we have good news. To the poor, He has sent me to proclaim liberty of freedom to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So God knows that everyone on earth is held captive, is a slave to something. And we are going to look at what are the things that we are slave to. The next, the truth, this truth of Romans 8, uh, the verse that I read earlier to you, um, Romans 8, 1 to 2, the truth, this truth from that verse should really make us smile, be happy, and be set free. Now, everyone, all of us, we are born with a free will, all right? And so to say that, you know, I, I, I'm not a subscriber to Calvinism, to extreme Calvinism, that says that God is sovereign. And the, the day you were born, you were already predestined to heaven or to hell. It's a bit like the Buddhists, you know. The Buddhists say we are already fated. Your life is already fated because of your past life. And so for Christians to say that you are already predestined to go to heaven or hell, it's not biblical. It's not. Because God has given us <coughs> this precious gift <coughs> called free will. But the devil wants to curb your free will. The world wants to destroy your, wants to uh, prevent you from exercising your free will. But there is a problem as well. Just as we have the gift of free will, we have all been born as a slave. Not physical slave. You may be the queen of England but you are still a slave. You may be president of America. You are a slave to what? To sin. Because in our DNA, there's that bondage 
that slavery, that predisposition to sin because of the sin of Adam and Eve. In uh, David says in Psalm, I think 51, he says that in sin did my mother conceive me. Meaning that the moment you are born, just look at a baby, all those 10 babies that were born. <laughs> Parents, you are convinced, no doubt, that your baby is already born with sin. Right? Can't get its way. They will wail. They will snatch. They will be jealous. They will be... Where does that come from? You don't have to teach a baby to sin. You only have to teach your baby obedience. Right? So we are born. That's the problem. We are already a slave to sin. But we have a free will. And so the key here is that Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death through His sacrifice on the cross. But that's potentially because every promise of God is not automatic. So the salvation of God that Christ has provided us, salvation from hell, when we die, we can go to heaven, that's not automatic. Doesn't mean that everybody, just because Jesus died for the world, that everybody will be saved. No. It's dependent it's on your free will to whether or not you tap into that provision. Just like I have a million dollars for you in my car. Just not in Sydney. Yeah, in Sydney. But you can't, you can't have it unless you go, get into my car to get it. All right? So the promises of God are yes and amen, but people think that uh, just because it's provided, it's yours. No, potentially yours. So the key to be set free from this sin in our lives and, and to appropriate all that Jesus has done for us, not just sin, but through healing, through His blessings, through His peace, for His peace, His joy, His everything that He's provided for us. The key lies in, in operating in the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Alright? So, we see, what is it that controls us? What is it that is keeping us captive on the inside of us? First, it's our feelings. Oh, you know, feelings of anger, feelings of resentment, people offend us. We, we respond to those feelings. And when we respond negatively to the feelings that is inside us, we come into bondage. Satan has got us because someone's offended us. We respond by being angry, by avoiding, by Oh, I, I'm not going to come to church because I can't stand the face of that person. That person has said something that has offended me. I'm not coming to church. I'm going to change church. I'm going to, you know, you, you are in bondage when you react to these kind of negative feelings, all right? And your thoughts also control us. It, do you have right thoughts, if, if Satan puts those thoughts into you and you respond to those negative, demonic thoughts, you automatically come under slavery. Our situation and environment can enslave us. Of course, Satan ultimately wants to enslave you. And some people that we've given deliverance to in the past, uh, uh, they they are possessed even, especially non-Christians. I, I believe Christians may not be possessed, but Satan can still oppress us and control us. Satan loves to put you in chains. But the most wonderful thing to have in, in life is when the Holy Spirit controls us. Because that's where true freedom lies. And that's why it's so important for all of us to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Why do you think at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out to provide 
freedom. The people were trapped in the upper room, scared for their lives. But the moment they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they were so bold. They were not afraid. They began to go out and preach the gospel. Even if they were in jail like Peter and all, they say nothing can stop us from preaching the gospel. So we see here that uh, the next slide, the, how, can the lo- how can the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set us free? When we think of the law of God, the law of the spirit of life, automatically we think law, the law of God. How can a law set us free? I mean, you know, when we think of the law of God, we, we, we think it's, it's, it's a bondage. Grace versus law. I prefer grace, all right? But we have to understand what the laws of God are about. The laws of God are actually not meant to be oppressive. Even the Ten Commandments, they are good. In, in Psalm 119, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. In Psalm 1, it says that uh, if you meditate on His law day and night, you shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that will bring forth fruit in its season and whatsoever you do shall prosper. So the laws of God, if you look at the Ten Commandments, they are actually wonderful laws telling you to worship God and and to honour Him, to uh, have a day of rest and and to make sure you honour your those that are above you, your parents especially, not to steal, it's not good to steal, not good to take your neighbor's wife, you know, not good to, to covet your neighbor's goods and all. So the Ten Commandments, which many people think are oppressive, are actually not. They are liberating and it, they are there, given by God, to help us enjoy our life. So we see that if you say, you know, like uh, earlier slide shows all the traffic signs and all that. These laws that are implemented, without these signs and laws that the government puts, we cannot have a proper life. There will be accidents, you know, there will be people, it will be traffic chaos out there. So even in the game of football or soccer, you can't have a game of soccer without rules and laws. To enjoy that game, you've got to, you cannot simply bash people. I remember when I first went to uh, England as a 17-year-old and was put, my mom sent me to a boarding school and, in, in, in England. And one of the things of the boarding school is that it's compulsory to play rugby. And I was, if you had seen my photo uh, at 17, I was a skinny bean pole. I was only, I think, maybe about 100 pounds, you know. Very, very skinny, tall but skinny. And wind blows, I could even topple. And they forced me to play rugby. With guys that are six feet three, four inches, and you know the English guys, they drink a lot of milk and eat a lot of cows, you know, they they are big and strong. And so I said, I've never played rugby before. In Malaysia I play ping pong, you know. <laughs> Here I play, play rugby. So how do you play this game? He says very simple. We'll just put you at the back. And you see the guy charging with the ball and running to the... Don't let him get to the end. You just dive when he comes and aim for his thigh, grab hold of his thigh and bring him down to prevent him from from getting to the end. All right? So I say, oh, that's simple enough. So I was just waiting for the guy. And here comes a six feet, three inches guy with, uh, you know, 200 pounds mark storming with the ball and I just dove at him to grab his thigh and like two inches before I reached him, he put his elbow, just like now, you know, everybody is elbowing each other. 
we go around like this nowadays. Yeah. He put his elbow to my face and nearly broke my nose. And so I went down on the floor. First time in my life, I saw stars. And when they say you see stars, when it's real. It, it's really real. You, you actually see stars twirling around. And so my nose was swollen. And thank God I couldn't play rugby for the next month because I had to recover from that. And then after the month, they said, oh, you've recovered. Go back to the field to play rugby. So, but thankfully, when I was uh, younger, my mom sent me for Taekwondo classes and, uh, and, and uh, what you call uh, Kung Fu. I, I learned a little bit of Kung Fu and, and Taekwondo. So I knew how to do flying kicks and karate chops and all that. So this time, when the guy came... I'm not going to dive. I gave him a kick, a flying kick, and, and chopped him, you know. And the, and the referee blew the whistle. No, 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 you can't do that. Not, that's not part of the rules. Get out. I said, look, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to follow your rules because I get hurt. So they banned me from rugby. And I was so happy. After that, they assigned me to mowing people's grass in, in old, old people's homes. Thank God. But, you know, everything has rules so that we can enjoy the game, enjoy life. So, the rules of God, if you know how to tap into the rules of God, they actually bring life. It's not oppressive. It says here, where there's no revelation, vision, the people cast off restraint. Happy is he who keeps the law of God. Happy, all right? And then, next one, in Galatians 5.4, you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. And that's why many people have this and, and due to wrong teaching, I believe, have this notion that God's laws are bad. It's grace versus law. But what it is, is if you try to be justified by law, doing all these good things uh, to be saved, that's bad. Because your reliance is on the law to get you saved, not on Christ. So it's by grace that we are saved. It's by Christ, not even grace, by Christ, by relying on the provision, the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, you are justified and you are saved. But not by law. If you rely on the law to save you, that's wrong. But that doesn't mean that the laws of God are bad. In fact, the laws of God are what enables you to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's see what the Bible says about freedom. Freedom is not. No rules, no laws, no boundaries. We really got to understand and respect each other's boundaries. When we try to control each other, we, 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 we become a Jezebel, the Jezebel spirit. And, and that's why governments are controlled by Jezebel spirit because they are trying to control and, 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 and infringe into people's personal boundaries. There are certain boundaries, of course, that you have to install, but when you infringe into parental uh, authority, you're going beyond that. And, you know, every, in Judges 17.6, the book of Judges talks about the time of chaos in Israel when everyone did what was right, they think, thought was right in their own eyes. So when you begin to do what you think is right in your own eyes, that's not freedom. It will bring bondage to you. We've got to Go back to the Word of God. That's why we need to read the Word of God and know the Word of God, what God, God's law says you should be doing, what is good for you, what's not good for you. And, and that's why if you 
get into the bad things of the media and the games and it's, it's bad for you. You're, you're not benefiting yourself, all right? And you're putting yourself into bondage. So, we see that the laws of the Spirit, uh, if we operate in God's Spirit or kingdom laws, they're similar, all right? The law of the kingdom of God or the Holy Spirit, they're similar. You will find true freedom and life. Let me just be practical about this. What, what is the law of the kingdom of God? What's the law of the Holy Spirit? It's, it's things like generosity. Give and it shall be given to you. That's the law of generosity. They are, they are in the Bible. Service. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, be the servant of all. As you serve you will be great. Not try to rule and control people. The more you try to control people, that's, that, that's bondage. Love is another powerful thing. Forgiveness. If you don't forgive, God will not forgive you. Alright? If you want true freedom, people say that unforgiveness is like... Um, it's like drinking poison. That's right. You hate that person, but you are actually drinking the poison of unforgiveness. Patience. Oh, this one we need lots of, especially when driving in Melbourne. All right. Long suffering. Kindness. Goodness. Thankfulness. This is something I'm finding very lacking nowadays. People are not grateful for the, the things they have. They're always griping, complaining about the parents, about their church, about their school, about this and that. We've got to be thankful, all right? And, and show gratitude, joy. It says rejoice in the Lord always. Does it mean that uh, you only have joy when things are good? No. It says, rejoice in the Lord in all circumstances. Be thankful in everything. Give thanks. I, I want us all, can you laugh right now? Laugh? Ha, 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 ha. It looks a bit artificial, doesn't it? But when you are going through a hard time, all right, go in the opposite spirit. Begin to laugh, begin to smile, begin to even laugh out loud. <laughs> it's okay. People may think you're mad. Even when you are, you know, going through a hard time, you are laughing. Why? Because you're operating in the law of the Spirit. You're operating in faith, believing that God will turn things around. You are releasing the power of God in your life as you operate in self-control, faithfulness, meekness, humility, washing people's feet, uh, you know, faithfulness, being faithful, honoring one another, being a peacemaker. In fact, in Galatians 5 verse 22 and 23, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit and at the end of it, it says, against such there is no law. What does that mean? It means there's no limit, no boundaries to how much love, joy, peace you should be having. I mean, should you limit the... Um, well, well, does God want to limit the amount of joy you have? No. <laughs> as much joy as possible, as much peace, as much love, as much long-suffering. These things have no law controlling these these things, this is the law of the Spirit. And, and the more we allow the Holy Spirit to motivate us in these things, the more freedom you will find within you. We see here in the next slide that uh, even Joseph, the, there are examples in the Bible of people who have been taken captive, physical captivity, they were taken to Babylon, 
taken to Egypt, like in the case of Joseph, Daniel, they, they were physically prisoners, right? Not a good state, unhappy state to be in. But yet, in the midst of these unhappy situations of bondage, external bondage, they, these things couldn't, couldn't keep these people down because they had the inner freedom. They had that relationship with God and nothing can stop you, your free will, from being activated to choose the right things uh, in, in your life. If you choose to be sad, if you choose to be worried, if you choose to be fearful, to be depressed, that's your choice. And that's the bondage that, that Satan is waiting for you to choose that so that he can trap you and chain you up. But if you respond to the Holy Spirit and in, in spite of sadness, grief and, and all that, you sing to the Lord, you worship. That's why Paul in prison, instead of crying and mourning, oh, look at my stocks. I'm in stocks, I'm in chain. He sang praises to God. All right? He was responding to the law of the spirit of life. And what happened to them? These people were set free and promoted and they, they became wonderful examples, heroes of faith. And if we want to be like them, we have to begin to respond in the same way. In Romans 8 verse 5, what is the result of fruit of walking in the Spirit? It says, for you to set your mind on the flesh, on your own nature, is death. But to set your mind on the Holy Spirit is life and peace. So if you are, how, this, is, this is the key here, key indicator to tell you whether you are in the Spirit or not. Many people ask, Pastor Roland, how do I know whether I'm in the will of God? Whether I'm walking in the Spirit or not? Just ask yourself, are you enjoying peace and life <laughs> in your heart right now? If you are not enjoying life and peace, it's a clear indication that your mind is not set on the Spirit and that you are not operating in the law of the spirit of life that's available to all of us here. So the more you operate in the to, law of the spirit of life, you, you pray in the spirit, you operate, try to hear God and, and walk in faith, in love, in joy, in peace, you will experience miracles and breakthroughs in your life. I have seen so many powerful breakthroughs and miracles in my life. And, and I'm just, and, and as I look at other people, I see some people who are really struggling in their lives and there's no breakthrough for them. And they're going down and down and down. And I'm just wondering, they are children of God. How come, Lord, some people are, are being blessed and some are not blessed? Are you Bias, people blame God for it. But it's not God. God is no respecter of persons. He gives us that free choice. He gives us this free law of the spirit of life and it's up to us whether to operate in that or not. Okay, last few slides. I have to move on. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brethren, it says, we have to focus on the positive. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, just, pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there be any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Begin to focus on the laws of God. Begin to focus on things that are noble, just, pure, things that drown you, reject it. Focus on things that will result in praise, in, in worshipping God, in, and, and, and focus on God Himself. Be That's why in the Garden of Eden, there were two trees given. It's a symbol to us here in this modern age. 
that we have two trees to choose from. One is the tree of life, and the other is tree of the knowledge of good and evil. See, many a times we use our natural mind thinking to, to work things out. That's, that's eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and it'll bring death to you. But if you choose the law of the spirit of life, or eat from the tree of life, which is the promises of God, then you will begin to experience life and begin to praise God. You begin to get stronger spiritually. And find, find one of the last uh, verse, uh, slides. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. You have to die to your old self and let Christ live in you. It says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Alright? You've got to allow Christ to live in you. Die to your old self, to your natural thinking. Even, in fact, the more clever you are, the smarter you are, the harder it is because we tend to rely on our own intelligence, own thinking to work things out in our life. But the more we allow Christ to live in us and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live, I choose to live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Ultimately, you know, we are, our life here is short and we've better make the right choices in life. And, and, and this uh, person, he chose here, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin may be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. And finally... What is our freedom for? Why did God give us freedom for everyone? For these four reasons. To know Him. He has given you the freedom so that you can have a relationship with Him, know Him. To be able to worship Him. To be like Him. To be transformed, to be like Him. Because the more we worship Him, the more we will be like Him. We see Him as He is. And finally, to be able to fulfill our call and destiny to serve Him. To follow and obey Him. But if we are choosing wrongly and we are trapped on the inside of us by all the worldly taste the worldly self, the worldly inclinations, if we submit to these worldly inclinations, we will not be able to know God, not be able to worship Him, not be transformed. I've seen Christians who have been Christians for 30, 40 years. <laughs> Sadly, they're still the same. Physically different, more wrinkles and all that, but spiritually, they're still the same. They're still like before. Get angry quickly. They're selfish. They're not generous. They're not serving. Get offended easily. They haven't been transformed because they've cho chosen wrongly. Right? They are chosen foolishly all these years, even for 40 years, that we might know Him, that we might worship Him, that we might be transformed, have the freedom to serve God. Don't be enslaved by your job so that you have no time to serve your family, to serve others and to serve God. Let's close in prayer right now. I want to just make a, a, a quick uh, altar call. Some of you may like to respond and come forward. We have the altar ministry team uh, ready to come to pray for you if you need prayer. If you're not free on the inside of you and you need someone to pray for you, don't worry, they'll stand 1.5 meters away from you and they will stretch out their hand. They won't touch you, but they will pray for you. 
But if you need prayer this morning, and whether you come up or not, you can stand where you are, but those who want to come up, feel free to come forward and we will close this service at this time as you respond to the Spirit of God. Can we right now, just uh, those who would like prayer, just stand up where you are or just come forward. We'll be happy to pray with you. Alright, just right now, respond to the Holy Spirit. If you want God to do something deep on the inside of you, yes, just continue to respond. Just stand up where you are. Don't be shy. If you have fears inside of you, you are still struggling from grief, from oppression, you lack peace, you lack joy in your heart, you want prayers right now, you want to operate in the law of the Spirit of life, this is your opportunity to come. Father, in Jesus' name, you see those who are needing prayers in different places right now. I just pray for them in Jesus' name. Set them free right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we bind and break the powers of Satan over their life that's operating the in the law of sin and death, we nullify the wrong choices, we nullify the wrong thoughts, the wrong feelings, we break all the unforgiveness, we break all the fears, we break, Lord, all the traumas and the hurts and the things that bind us, the addictions, that we have in our life, we break all of that and we set them free. We declare your people free, just like Moses said to Pharaoh, set my people free that they might worship God. Hallelujah. Bless your people today in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I pass this to Pastor Chris? to close in prayer. Thank you. Hey, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the freedom that we have in you. I pray, Lord, as we go back home, that you would help us to make choices um, that would be wise. Help us to move in the law of the Spirit. We pray for every person who is here, every person who is watching, Lord. Um, let 2021 be a different year for us, one where we become more and more like you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless. Um, if you want,